Hello and welcome to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize, a podcast about the business side of being a creative. My name's Chris Scott. My name's Atish. And in this week's episode, we briefly cover investing strategies. Passive uh, income. Some passive income. Chris's big new How project. How horrible high school is. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, a job transition for myself. So what do you want to talk about today? Uh, I guess we could just talk about recent developments and then um, I've been reading this really interesting book and I kind of have your, or I, I kind of want to get your thoughts on it. Although it is more about business side stuff, less about creative side stuff, but I see how it could be valuable if you're trying to be a full-time like creative type. Okay. What book is that? Um, have you heard of Principles by Ray, either Dalio or Dalio? Or principles. Yeah, just Principles. I have not. Okay, so um, it's this big, thick book about... Oh, I'm already out. You're already out? Yeah. Well, there are no pictures. Oh, see, definitely. Super out. 100% out. Okay. Um, And when I got the book, I didn't really understand fully what it was about. Like, I thought it was just going to be... Because it's about this guy who started his own, like, brokerage firm at a pretty young age. And he's super wealthy. Uh Uh-huh. But I thought it was just going to be stuff like, you know, like... um, like, here's how you stay organized and here's how you make sure you do this and here's how to communicate stuff to your uh, bosses or your peers or your whatever and here's how to make sure that you're on the right track with this and here's how to achieve things and blah, blah, blah. I thought it was going to be something like that, right? Okay. And it is. That's one half of the book. But the other half of the book um, is all about, uh, like, investment strategies. What? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know anything about investing. Like, I just used the word brokerage firm. I don't actually know what that means. What type of investing, though? Well, he, like, started in, I don't know, he's, it says commodities. Okay. And for, you know, you can't, you can't. I feel like a lot of people have been on this investing train lately. Mm-hmm. And. I think that's because of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is huge right now. Which I also don't understand. I have a lot of, like, random people I rarely talk to on Facebook message me on Facebook. They're like, hey. You should, you should, you heard about this Bitcoin business? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I've been meaning to read it. And I, I'm always nice and I always try to blow them off. Yeah. But I don't know. I have someone else that was like, you have to invest in, uh, I want to say mutual something. Money mutual funds? No, something, something weird like that. I don't okay. know. And I was like, that's weird. Uh-huh. There was ba- they were basically asking me to invest with them in their group so they can invest into a larger amount. Oh, and that sounds like a scam. It always sounds like a scam to me. Yeah. Well, but, so I guess what I'm... But the thing about, the, about his pitch, what I thought was hilarious, was he was t- telling, every, telling me that the stock market uh, is a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. And right now we're clicking our way up. We're getting super, super high. And eventually it's going to crash. And uh-huh. you got to do it now before the crash. And I'm like, when is that crash happening? They're like, I don't know. But according to history, it's bound to happen pretty soon. It's like, why would I want to invest now? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just wait until like you historically are at the low point of coming up? Right. Like now seems like if, if there's about to be a crash, it's like that means like, how do you know? Like if you just misjudge it by a couple of weeks or something like that, then you're Even fucked. a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's like uh, probably with, like with all those housing people. When the housing market crashed. Yeah. And how they were all like, I don't forget what it was. Weren't they selling insurance on loans or something like that? Well, it was basically, I think the problem was is that they loosened up the uh, 
and I don't know anything. Anyone who's going to be listening to this audio is going to be like fucking screaming at their computer because I don't know anything about anything. But I'm pretty sure what happened was they loosened up their lending strategy so much that they were just like giving out loans to anybody. And a lot of those people just weren't in the financial place to pay those loans back. Right. And so that creates like a vacuum of uh, of uh, wealth or money or mm-hmm. something like that. So I think what happened there was just like, and 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 then people are like, oh my god, it's it's all their fault. Those broke fucking people who took out home loans. But it's like, well, but wouldn't you? If you someone know? if someone came up to you and said, hey, you can buy that dream your dream home. Yeah, you know, whatever percentage interest rate. Yeah, you know, pay it back. Whatever, you know, however much. Yeah, much yeah. You want. it's like it's like nah, I could see that. Yeah, you know. So, but really, that's I think that's a, the responsibility of the banks and the lenders to uh, not lend out to people who you not, not to lend uh, irresponsibly. Yeah, isn't to, that what the whole thing of credit was? Because, okay, so I didn't have credit until this year. This is, or maybe it was the year before. Right. Remember, I only started having credit because you told me to start getting credit. Right, because you need credit. You're getting old, man. Yeah, no. And, and I really should have started credit building out of like high school and stuff, which I know this is a cliche saying, but what the fuck? Uh-huh. Okay, why the fuck did we spend so much time on the SATs and dumb bullshit like that? You're not learning how to balance a checkbook or yeah. build your credit or do your taxes. No, but I can still tell you what a mitochondria does. I believe you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not a biologist at all. And anyway, well, kind of, not really. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, I didn't know. Because to me, credit seemed like a kind of worthless idea because... I just pay everything in cash. So therefore, if I have the cash, I don't need, you know, whatever. And it's like, well, what happens down the line when you need to buy a car? Which is now. That's happening to me now. And what happens in five years when you want to buy a house? Right, exactly. So, Although I don't think I ever really want to buy a house. I think you should buy a house. I think renting is just throwing your money away to somebody that has more money than you. But don't you end up paying the same amount of money on a mortgage like, isn't that about the same thing as rent? I think mortgage payments can be cheaper than rent. Really? Yeah. You just got to put the down payment up front. And you're paying on something that you eventually own or you can take out a loan against or sell to get that money back. But I would never want to take a loan out against it because then I have the potential to lose my house. Uh, let's say you break a hip and you have to have $10,000 deductible because your insurance is terrible. Well, this is why I'm going to go live in Spain so I don't have to do that nonsense. Oh, Okay. Sure. That makes sense. Because, well, no, because like, for instance, my dad just had a reconstructive knee surgery, right? right. So did my mom. Okay. And how much did her, did, did that run hers? Uh, like 500 bucks. Right. But how much was it? So, because here's what they did. They gave the initial amount to my dad, which was like the total cost, just like no adjustments, no, no anything. $93,000. Yeah. Then after initial adjustments, it was $27,000, give or take. And then he had, just because of his great insurance, he paid XYZ. Right. I have no idea what it was. But is what happened between that first and second st- stage adjustment? Like, somebody's pocketing a whole fuckload of cash. Yeah. Why is it worth that much money? It, it's not. Yeah, that's why insurance and healthcare here is insane. Yeah, and it's a goddamn scam. And I've... N- how, I've does he go to therapy? Yeah. Does, do you know how much each therapy session costs? No. Uh, for my mom, it's 500 bucks per session. What? And you you know how often they go. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. And when you go to the therapist with them, you see that they have like 12 people going all, all at once. It's like, what is going on here? What a racket. Right. And they, that's per, that's only for an hour, for an hour session. Everybody pays that much for an hour. 
five hundred dollars an they do hour that for that whole ten hour day, probably eight hours that day, and they have maybe three physical therapists. It's crazy. It's like why, why? Oh my god! So what you're saying is, I need to become a physical therapist. No, because they don't get any of the money. The hospital probably gets it all. But so, oh my god! The physical therapist probably gets paid, you know, a decent salary, yeah, a decent wage. But still, they're not getting any of that money because there's overhead that the hospital has to charge for. Uh, okay, so I guess we should chalk up health insurance, credit, investing. What else? There's a whole bunch of stuff I don't know anything about. Same here. I really don't know about any of it either. Yeah. But I just know that now seems like a terrible time to invest in something. <laughs> yeah. Because it just, I mean, it, it seems like a terrible time to well, invest no. and a terrible time to get the reason injured. why the reason why it seems so terrible is because it's it's just it's just too good. It's too good to be true, mm-hmm. and it's gonna break at some point. Right. I just don't trust. I just don't trust our government right now. I don't mm-hmm. trust our bankers right now to do the right thing. I feel like things are gonna burst at some point. Well, isn't there a whole thing where they always promise or they say that they're not going to devalue our currency and then our currency gets devalued so then things look like they're going to plummet because everyone shits their pants? But then in a result to everyone shitting their pants and getting out and everything like that, it either plummets more or then it starts going up. I See, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know how this actually works. Right. I mean, the, the what was it? The Dow is like over 25,000. Like recently, it's like the first time ever it's been over 25,000. It's like, I don't know. I feel like the stock market's not a good... Uh, scale to judge what our current economy is like because then you hear about Sears and Kmart closing down and wait Sears and Kmart are closing down? they're shutting down hundreds of stores across the country oh shit this is like what happened I mean we just had Christmas how are you not doing yeah. well after Christmas which is supposed to boost our economy I don't even know if it did or not <laughs> usually you hear it's like oh thank goodness for Christmas it gave a little boost to our economy we got a hundred thousand new jobs here, and blah 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 blah. I didn't hear any of that this year. Yeah. Oh, I think that's but also. You, been but a you thing. did hear the stock market has been going up. Yeah. But I don't think that's good. That might just be me, though. I don't know. Historically, the last time I, or at least uh, not obviously, I remember because I wasn't alive for this. But the last thing I actually like, I have this whole gap in my education where I had I was allowed to stop paying attention to history, mm-hmm. and then I put all my eggs into like, um, science and engineering so i completely kind of like lost track of everything else but the last time i remember that something significantly good happened to the american economy based on history was world war ii right so i guess we just need something like that to happen <laughs> well no i mean we don't have that type of war anymore though no it's true it's it's no longer troops on the ground type of war it's going to be people pushing buttons mm-hmm. and then millions of people just being dead instantly well isn't that why they're concerned about uh getting into a war with north korea just because uh they're actually technologically capable of like fighting a similar kind of war. Whereas even though ISIS is, uh, provides its own difficulties in general, they don't have the, uh, the, the wealth to be able to combat us in that kind of a digital space. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to think about it anyways. So what else is, what so else? this book, this, this is what book. I was trying to get to. Okay. So this book has all this stuff about like investment strategies and I haven't got, or like that's half of it. So I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm realizing that the only real way to make money is to make a passive income. Right. Right. And so I work my 
normal job and I make X amount of money and that's how I do. But then I think it's also important to make passive income that you don't, uh, you don't need to be physically in an office space to do or anything like that. Uh-huh. And I think that that might be like a, a key for uh, creative types. Although there's no way to like actually like, what do I mean to say? Well, no, this is something I've been thinking about for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's like, I need passive income. There's a life coach I work for. Her name's Kendall Summerhawk. Mm-hmm. And she has maybe three or four programs that are kind of like on their own internet circle uh-huh. where it's like, learn how to, do VIP days or something like that. And yeah, it's this yeah. little program that she sells and she sends an email out about it every once in a while and people sign up for it. And like the website is just, uh, you click to buy it and then someone mails it to them. And oh, she so has, it's autonomous. Yeah. She has nothing to do with it, but it's just this program that she has that she constantly sells as passive income. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I need, I've been thinking about doing stuff. So like she's that. able to work on something new while still holding exactly. something else. So she like can work on her bigger programs, the new programs that she wants to, do the same thing with yeah and so that's her whole shtick is trying to get to this point where she calls it evergreen evergreen so all of her uh programs all of her systems that she teaches she's going to make it all available as online content and then she can just click the button send an email people sign up for a webinar people watch a webinar people buy the program people go through the program and then if there's more that they want that she offers, they can purchase it after they go through the program. Hmm. And so it's just this cycle of passive income. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that would but be for, the ideal, right? Like for you... creative types. I mean, let's say I made a movie, you know, I could put my movie on the internet and sell it for X amount of dollars per movie. Mm-hmm. I just got to remind people that that movie exists. Right. I can create merchandise for that movie. I can create, I don't know, all sorts of weird random stuff. A lot of creative types that I know in the movie industry, they make these things called LUT packs. LUT? LUT packs. LUT packs. And a LUT is a lookup table. Lookup table. So nowadays, when you make movies and film things, you film it with like a flat, uh, what do you want to call it? Like a profile. So it makes sure that all the, the whites aren't super white and the blacks aren't super black. Like everything's like this weird gray area. Right. So like blacks are dark gray and whites are light gray. I see. And so it's like this looks this, like this weird muted fuzzy image. Uh-huh. But when you throw a LUT on it, which is a lookup table, it adds the darkness back in and you have more information there for these uh, settings on your computer to make it look however you want it to look. Okay. And so it's an editing thing. It's a visual choice. It's a... So you sell presets right so let's say i want to make a let and name it tucson sunsets uh-huh. and you know it has that warm look to it gotcha or i want to make a let and call it uh, uh little miss sunshine uh-huh. and it'll look like the movie little miss sunshine okay and so there's people make up luts like that or like uh sin city which was entirely in black white and gray right but, but then it, also had like the stylized colors like for certain things that would be a different effect but the, <laughs> the, the black and white of it how contrasty it was would be a lot yeah okay so you can make those and then sell those right. for people to buy. Right. Or like, for instance, there's this Instagram account that I started following for no real reason. Or rather, they started following me. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I might need something from them at some point in time. So I started following them, but then it never came to fruition. But they, like, make music for anything. They're like, oh, here's an emotional moment. And 
then they he has like a piano score and like some stuff and you can buy the rights to that at a cheaper cost than obviously like getting right like a, a well-known song or something like that because right. that that would cost a lot a lot a lot of money right so instead you can buy this guy's stuff um so so basically you can just make things like that and people would buy it for their projects and their right hmm, interesting that's cool right but i usually see people that are very on the youtube teaching filmmaking stuff like everybody has their own how to make a movie how to write a script how to storyboard right. how right. to blah 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 and those are the people that have a bigger following that create those packets to sell mm. with color correction, with sound design, with music, with, you know, programs on how to write a script, stuff like that. So they've got like a whole suite full of shit. Right. But they're more in the education world, mm. which I think is in- it's interesting to me that they all set off with this goal in mind to be a filmmaker when they grow up. But then you see them stuck in this YouTube world of, I have to put out a video twice a week. Because huh. I have a million subscribers that want to see me create content every week, and that's how I make my living. And yeah, I'm creating, and yeah, I'm you know talking about the things that I want to do when I grow up, but I'm, I don't really have the the the, the time, the the you know the energy to f- actually follow through on that one thing I want to do. Right. So, hmm. a passive income, I think, is a great thing. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's going to be my next venture and i don't know how i'm going to do it Mm -hmm. or like what i'm going to do but i think that's going to be my next thing (laughs) is to create uh to create something that i can either sell or like uh service or and i'm i'm very uncomfortable with investing but that's one of the like more obvious ones right right passive income i'm i'm uncomfortable with that because i'm uncomfortable with investing too yeah plus i don't want to just like all of a sudden lose all my money Mm -hmm. you know but uh, but yeah. So I I was reading that book and I was like, oh shit, I can actually learn something from this. And then that's I think how you figure out that's like both, you know, obviously business applications. But I think that's the main idea of be- becoming like a fully creative artist is that well, there's going to come a point in time where you can't sustain yourself off of just your creative work alone because you haven't made it to the to the big leagues yet. Well, no, I f- I feel like it's not that you can't make it off your creative work. It's just you haven't set up your your fan base or your your whole uh, persona of how you put yourself out there, your whole system of how you put yourself out there. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a way to where you can sell prints of your artwork. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you make a new fan six months after you made this one print, you know, that fan can still has time to go back and buy that print if they want. Hmm. And just setting up a system to where, yeah, I've got all this cool stuff that I did in the past. This is how you have access to it. Or this is how you can do that. Well, I'm still creating stuff in the future. Hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense or not. Uh, it does. And I think what we're getting at is we need a Chris Scott online store. Right. A bunch of stuff. With some stuff on it. And not, it doesn't have to be a bunch. It could just be one thing. Yeah. It could be a mug. <laughs> you know? It could be a sticker. Yeah. It could be anything. Just one thing. Yeah. But just something that's always there and always available. Yeah. So that was actually something cool that um, I found this guy on Instagram and I was going to get him to do something for me. But then uh, Christmas was too close and he was really swamped. And so we ended up not doing anything. But I think his name is Josh Hebb. Josh Hebb. What does Josh Hebb do? Um, He's an artist, but he draws like a lot of like tattoo flash stuff. And so he... um, he let me make sure I'm getting the name right because 
Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Not Josh. Not any of that. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, it's Jeff Boschman, but he goes by Heb on, on Instagram. And so he does these, like, kind of, like, tattoo flash things. He's got one of Chester Bennington, the dude who, from Linkin Park who killed himself. Right. He's got, like, just a bunch of stuff. And he draws, like, tattoo flash style art. But he also does photography. And he also does, um, like, he did a, he made a book that was, uh, that was, uh, that was, like, a collection of his drawings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right? And so... I went to his online store and he had um, like a shirt that had like a print of one of his things on it. And he had his book that was a collection of his tattoo flash and he had, you know, whatever. But then he also had um, like, you could commission him for stuff. Uh-huh. And that's what I was going to do. I was going to um, get a print of uh, David Riley, like his tattoo flash, oh, okay, you know, whatever. It's like a Christmas thing. Didn't end up doing it, you know, whatever. But the point is, is that we could, uh, have like, I don't know, photography work on there or, uh, then this, but then also like book a shoot for this much money, you know, whatever. Because I think a lot of something that isn't there is that, uh, I don't think people know that they can come to you for professional photo work. Well, they do. That's not true actually. I don't know. But it would be nice to have like a one-stop shop. Yeah, like have somewhere where you can get those requests, and then when you have the time for them, instead of like speaking to someone in person, like when you have the, they like have an email correspondence with you, and then you can just like set that up, put that in your calendar, log it away somewhere, and then also have like a Chris Scott shirt, have an Eddie Mummy shirt, um, right, right. Do you know what I mean? So, so that way you can get some like kind of generation of income while you're working on you know the future film projects and all that kind of stuff, and get that like right moving at the same time. But yeah, no, I think that's a good idea to think about passive income. Yeah. Now that the year is starting. Yeah. I mean, that's been, that's been the thing that's been kind of bouncing around in my head recently. Cool. Cool. I don't know. What's new with you? Uh, well, I started, um, putting together my murder mystery night. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to get some cast together, trying to make a production package to, uh, go out there and do some fundraising to see if I can get some actual, uh, like get an actual budget to make these short films. Yeah. Have I officially said what that is on here yet? Uh, I don't think so. I think we've alluded to it. All right. Alluded is the right word, right? Sure. <laughs> you're the, you're the one with the word of the day calendar. <laughs> yeah. Um, alluded. I think we've alluded to it, but I don't think we've actually talked about it. All right. Well, after talking about brands and goals and, and all that last yeah. month, for a new year, new you. Right. Uh, I've decided this is how I want to put my brand out there and kind of launch me, my persona, into the local community. Mm-hmm. And that's to throw a murder mystery night. A night of murder and mystery. <laughs> yeah. Two so, good things. So I'm going to uh, film two short films mm-hmm. under 20 minutes each and have a screening and show them at a local venue. Uh, I've been talking to some people about some possible venues and some cool stuff has popped up. Yeah. So who knows what's where that's going to be. Yeah. But I need to film these two short films and then in between playing the short films is going to be a live theater murder, like dinner, murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that episode of Golden Girls? Yes, I watched that episode of Golden All Girls. Right. There's an episode of Golden Girls where they do it live and it's pretty funny. <laughs> Did you laugh out loud? Uh, I may have chuckled here and there. All right. 
That's a lot for you. Yeah, well, it surprised me because I uh, went into it thinking I was absolutely going to hate it. So, no, it's a funny show. Like the concept of Golden Girls, like, just doesn't interest me because I. Uh, it's kind of like these shows where I'm I'm getting past. Like, um, what do I mean to say? Like shows like uh, Billions on Showtime or uh, Private Practice or like these kinds of they're just like so inaccessible to me because I just do not give a shit. Right. You know what I mean? Or they're like so past, um, I guess, my understanding of reality, like where I exist at, like the point where I exist at is like in this professional sector or like younger or whatever, you know, that sort of thing. It's like it's hard for me to be uh, or like Empire Records or shit like that. Like I just uh, right. I don't have a connectivity to it. Well, that's fine. That's why they have multiple shows out there. <laughs> yeah, but you don't. You know, it's hard to find a show about you know seventy young, or eighty year old women or a young professional. Yeah, making it in some nine to five job. Well, it's not even that that I'm. Um, well, actually, to be fair, I've been watching a lot of Frasier recently. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyways sidetracking so so the 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 whole point of the night is to kind of just introduce my name and my country uh company and my country and your country (laughs) uh, america i'm a patriot uh to the community to put you know plant seeds in everybody's head that hey i do video work hey i'm a production company yeah you know this is someone to think about when someone's talking about oh we need someone to film this or we need someone to film that right have people go oh i know a guy I went to this night with them. All right. I, I went to this night where he put on this production and it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the goal for the night. No. Yeah. And I, I think that's a really good approach to it because, uh, I couldn't even name you any local film people at all. Right. You know, and it's not like I'm that far out of, you know, that sort of like interest group, but essentially the only people I know are the people who make like short films for the loft and right. stuff like that. Right. And that has its own like stigma that sits with it. Think. I don't mm-hmm. really actually know, but the point is, is like I don't really hear of anyone doing that within our community at all. So I think that that's a good strategy to like kind of put yourself at the forefront of people's minds and be able to then work on you know individual projects from there on forward. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who need a lot of services and a lot of stuff. They just don't know who to ask or how to do they it. They don't know who to ask or how to do it, or 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 don't know how to do it in a way that's different than. Yeah. What's been done for the last 20 years. Right. Yeah. And exactly. so to put myself out there as a creative person doing a creative night, mm-hmm. uh, doing a night that's usually, you know, cut and dry, show up, watch a movie and leave, but kind of turning it up to 26 as that one band says. Oh my God. Which band is that? When are you going to let that go? Never. Never going <laughs> to let that go. I'll put, I'm going to put it in the show notes again. God damn it. Um, uh, so, so do you have the scripts all done? Everything all there? You're you're on the casting phase. I'm on the I'm on the casting phase because I need to create movie posters to create marketing material. Right. So I need I want to go out and reach out to local businesses and communities. Uh, the night's going to be a benefit for a local nonprofit. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on sealing that deal. Sealing the deal to get the proper nonprofit to profit from it. To benefit from it. Yeah, I don't think profit's the right word. Right. Uh, So I need to, you know, raise some money. I've been working on some budgets. I've been pricing everything out. I I don't want to have ask favors for this. I want to pay proper crew Mm -hmm. their proper rates. And so I need to raise money for this fundraiser that I want to throw. 
And if I'm not mistaken, this might be the biggest like cast and crew you've ever worked with. Uh, well, well, on your own project, the it's pretty big. Well, there's it's pretty, it is pretty big. There's quite a few people. Mm-hmm. I think there were a lot of people in like the Mummy movie, but right. there was uh, more. There was only one Mummy movie, but now that there's two short films, it's like doubling. It up, yeah, everything's just getting doubling doubled down. And now I have. You know, I have more time to make both of them to separately, but when you basically put them back to back, it's pretty epic. Strictly out of curiosity, do you know if there's any actor in one of the shorts who's going to end up pulling a double header and being on both? I don't want to do any double header okay. actors. Yeah, I want yeah. as many individual actors Unique as possible. And, yeah. There might um, be one that does a, a, some, a short and also does a live performance. Mm-hmm. There might be that. Yeah, yeah. But not so much in both shorts. Right, yeah. I want to. I want variety, a kind of like difference of. I want variety. Also, on a selfish level, uh, the more actors you have, the more family members are going to show up. I see. And fill up kind more of the seats. More pull you have, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your your reach gets a little bit wider. Yeah. Every time you add person. a new actor to it. But yeah, if some if one person has reliably like five different people that will show up to all their shit. Right. You know. Yeah. I get it. Well, cool. Um. So I guess you should, are, are you still taking uh, people, like applying is the wrong word? but are, Yeah, I'm, I'm still, uh, I tried a new thing this uh, time around. I tried doing online auditions mm-hmm. and submissions on this website called Backstage. Backstage. Yeah. Not to be confused with Backpage, which is what I was confusing it with. Right, right. And Backstage is like a MySpace of actors. Mm-hmm. And everybody that says they're an actor, they put their headshot on there, they put their reel up on there. And you can go and check them out and see how they are talented they are. Oh and you God, can, I want to go watch people's reels. And you can have them submit to your project if they're interested. And then you can ask them to submit monologues. And it's it's a pretty cool site. Well, shit. Yeah. I've had a lot of interest from New York. From New York? From New York. And they want to travel to Arizona. They would travel. I'd have to pay for travel and lodging as part of the budget. Oh, man. So it it, it might happen. Damn. You know, finding local talent is pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's Tucson. Right, because we're Tucson. And everybody goes to New York, Chicago, or L.A. for right. acting all the, stuff. All the people who are actors or models or whatever right. spend some time here and then move out to all those different places. Right. Well, I wouldn't go to Chicago. A lot of actors go to Chicago. Really? I think it's a big theater scene. Also, Chicago PD and Chicago Fire, whatever. Chicago shows. I think there's nine of them now. Nine different shows on based in Chicago. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that. I think it's good. I think I don't watch any of those. The last firefighter show I ever watched was that Dennis Leary show called Rescue Me. Okay, it was okay. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. It was just okay. Um, well, cool. Uh, do you have a? Have you set yourself like a deadline? I wanted to do the screening in May, first week of May. Oh, crap. That's kind of soon. Six months away. That's plenty of time. It's a lot of time. Is it? If it takes five weeks per short, that's yeah, plenty to of time. To shoot. Yeah. And edit. All okay, that fun so stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, It's doable. What about rehearsals for the live portion? That's going to be... Uh, th- that's the thing that I really don't understand how that works. <laughs> and I don't it know... It all seemed to make sense on Golden Girls. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So I have no idea what's going to happen with the live stuff, uh-huh. but I know 
it can't be too crazy. I talked to uh, our friend of the podcast, Sarah Jackson, the other day. Uh huh. And she was saying that you need uh, like a week per five minutes of stage time rehearsal. Oh my God. And so if none of the actors are overlapping, I mean, we have plenty of time to do that as well. If we have fresh actors for the stage, we just kind of figure out what they're going to say and the murders for the stage portion. Huh? Yeah. And then like, is this integrating audience at all? Or is it just a, it's like just, a there's going to be somebody talking with the audience. Oh, just man. like in that episode of Golden Girls where they're like, who did it, ladies and gentlemen? Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You just got to find a Dorothy to solve the crime. Yeah, see, it was also really hard for me to keep track of characters because I was like on season seven, episode right. whatever that was. Two. Season seven, episode two. Watch, <laughs> watch it on Hulu. That's exactly right. Well, I used Cody, actually. I didn't realize it was on Hulu. Hmm. Hmm. I guess I shouldn't announce that I illegally stream things. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, whatever. The government doesn't listen to this podcast, unless that's where our newest uh, acquisition of listeners has come from. Maybe. Maybe. So, what's new with you? Well, what's new with me, uh, I guess we're going to be kind of changing the format of this podcast. What? What? Yeah. Um, I took a full-time job in Phoenix. Why did you do that? Uh, It was... A moment of weakness, I guess. No, um, so, uh, and again, like, I signed a, signed a, signed? I sa- signed a non-disclosure agreement, uh, but it didn't have anything to do with the company in and of itself. It was more just about, like, what they do inside of the company and, like, their specific practices and technology that they use that I can't release. But essentially, I took a position doing what I wanted to do for multiple clients. I will just be doing it for a singular, large Fortune 500 client. Okay. I guess you could say. Um, it's a technology company, Axon. They uh, make tasers and body cameras, and um, and uh, they're getting into cloud computing storage and that sort of thing. Um, and essentially, I want to just build myself into a position where I can just improve operations and look at things from a systemic level and kind of see all these things and blah, 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 blah. But um, the point is, is it seemed like a good career move, at least onto in the idea of that. Eventually, I want to I guess my dream is to have my own team of people. Right. You um, said that. Right. Did I say that on the podcast? Uh-huh. Did I? Yeah. Was that my declaration of goals? Yeah. There was a third episode of New Year, New You. <laughs> well, Check then, it out, people. Yeah. <laughs> well, then it manifested. And while you're there, uh, write us a review. Leave a yeah, leave, leave a, comment. a comment, write a review. And a rating, please. I don't know. So, yeah, I guess now I have to move to Phoenix, which is not something I'm entirely all that stoked about. Right. I kind of wish this job or something was, like, remote uh, available here in Tucson. But it's not. It's not. It's not. So wah, wah. Yeah, so. Well, let's, 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 let's talk about what just happened to you, because I feel like this kind of happens. I think this is the thing that you probably don't like. That's the secret. It's the law of attraction. This is the thing I don't like? Yeah, you don't like the secret and the law of attraction. I don't like the secret? I don't think you do. It seems like that's something you would overanalyze and then talk you, well, trash Well, because about. the secret doesn't make any sense. The law of attraction kind of does make sense only that's when you... That's the secret. No, it's not, though, because... Yeah, it is. 
No, because the people who watch The Secret are the people who think like, oh, no, I'm just going to vision board this and it's going to manifest. That's the law of attraction. But it's not. It is a law of attraction. People, no, no, no. So like, um, how familiar are you with our friend Conor McGregor? Not at all. Okay. So. But something tells me he had a vision board. Uh, maybe he had a vision board. But, but there's Which a distinct. Is something, it's just a big step in the law of attraction. It's, it's, no, no, no. But that's the thing. In The Secret, that's the only step. And, and here's the distinct difference between him and the people who watch The Secret. The difference is, is that he so firmly believed that he was going to be a world champion and that he was going to make a lot of money. And that's the part where people in The Secret are like, okay, I'm just going to believe it and it'll manifest itself in the universe. The difference is, is that he stopped doing anything else and all he did was train and lived off welfare and just kept taking fights. And that is the stepwise function of how that happens. That's not law of attraction, though. Yes, it is. The, the law of attraction is like this metaphysical thing. It's not an actual. No, 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 no. That down to the grind. I'm, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a world class fighter now. That's all I'm going to do from here on out. That's like what's his name? Uh, Charlie Zelina. He directed Iron Man, and was in Swingers. Vince Vaughn. The other one. Oh, oh. Um, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, um, the short Wish guy. I could remember his name. Oh, my God. He was in Iron Man as the bodyguard. Yeah, he's he plays Happy. Um, he was in Swingers. He uh, was also in um, that Paul Rudd movie, I he, Love he You, directed, Man. directed Elf. Oh, did he? Yeah. I don't... Favreau. John Favreau. John Favreau. God damn it. John Fa- so John Favreau had an arc in Friends. Yeah, he was like a millionaire, and yeah, he's like, right. "I'm going to be a world class fighter when I grow up." Mm. And he just buys an octagon and just starts and fighting. Just all the- but he like also trained with this. Everybody knows that like most, like not all, but most martial arts that came out of like China or ancient Japan are kind of bullshit. I'm sure everybody knows that. <laughs> I'm sure that's such common knowledge. Well, I mean that that's what disturbed me about the art. But of course, that was a TV show from the '90s. But I'm just trying to say that Anyways. guy's like, I'm a world class champion now. And he just paid for it. He started fighting every day. He didn't. He kept getting beat up every time. Okay. Well, we're talking about reality, not an arc on friends. I'm just saying law of attraction is putting that vision board up and like, this is what I want. Okay. So anyways, despite our disagreements over the law of attraction and the secret, what part of this do do I not like? You don't like that process. People putting things on vision boards. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's erroneous. There you go. That's what I was trying to get at. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, but you started saying you were a business optimization specialist. You right. started making, you made business cards and you started handing them out. Right. And so magically, this company that you would probably love to work for said, hey, we we'll need see. a business optimization specialist. Right. You manifested that through the law of attraction, man. Okay. Whoa. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's actually how that happened. Well, then how to, how I, mean, I, I do think that that was a big part of it because while I was describing like what it is that I'm doing with my time currently, what I did for my <clears throat> previous employer and everything like that, like they were like, oh, so I, you have here on your resume that you like wrote your position for the last thing. I was like, yeah, I mean, arguably it didn't exactly work out the way I wanted to, but that was, and that was kind of the selling point to them because I have no prior education in any of this, you know? Right. And so usually I get really hung up on titles and titles experience. and that experience yeah. and that I, I don't have, oh man, I didn't go to Harvard business school and all this like different kind of weird shit. Right. But 
I think the idea was is that like I just started doing something anyways and sort of like just kind of getting things in motion and then um I didn't give them any copies of like the the systems that I was writing myself uh-huh. but I showed it to them because I was like oh yeah no I mean I do have this and this is what I've been working on recently or whatever and so I think it was the idea that I was just becoming the person who was going to like I wanted to do that so I was going to find a way to do it anyways and so then they allowed me to fit that into their company. Right. You know, so I guess you could call that manifesting. I don't think it's the same thing. I think it is. You basically had a vision board on your laptop <laughs> and you're like, hey, look at my vision board. And it's a 12 step process of yeah. optimization. I remember when I was like, oh, I mean, it has 12 major steps. But in between that, it has so like 30 mini steps in each step. And I realized that that was too many when you when you gave me a look of incredulity. Man, too many, so many big words today. Yeah. Well, you basically told me to pare it all down. Right. Which is, you know, which is good. Yeah. Which is still something I'm going to be working on in the dark because since they're not asking me to do specifically those things, like I am in a general sense doing that, Uh but I'm not going to give them what I have currently. So I'm pretty sure I can still... I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be illegal for me to do both. You see what I mean? Ask a lawyer. Yeah, maybe. I think you'll be fine. I don't think. I don't know what you signed. I don't know what was going to happen. I don't know what you will be signing. <laughs> yeah, I just either, keep actually. all that in mind. Well, I think I I do have a non compete, but that was about working for a different technology company. Okay. Who who does the same thing? So like body cameras, cloud computing, all that kind of stuff. And in that. That makes sense. In that realm, I don't really have any interest. I just signed a non-compete once. You did? When I worked at a swim school. You worked at a swim school? I was a swim instructor. What? Yeah, I taught kids how to swim. How have you never taught me how to swim? I need to learn how to swim. Oh, I thought you knew how to swim. I mean, I know how to swim and I know how to like, you know, like get from point A, but like not efficiently and not well. Right. I don't know if I could, I don't know, are you a goldfish or are you a Blu-ray? What does that mean? Those with, are you a minnow? There were the levels of swimmers. Yeah. They were like kids. It was like from babies to teenagers. Wait, why would they make you sign a non-compete? Because there was a, a former manager of the swim school that decided to up and leave and open her own swim school down the street and basically copied oh. the whole program. And oh, my God. Wait, down the street? Yeah. That sounds ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It's like opening a Starbucks across the street from another Starbucks. Right. So uh, after that happened, a lot of business, they lost a lot of business. Uh The swim school I was working for. So they were like, you're not working for this other swim school. You're signing this non-compete, blah, 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 for three years after you leave here. Or we could sue you. And they were crazy, crazy people. And they totally would (laughs) have. They were pretty litigious for a swim school. They totally would have. Dang. So, so but, you never taught at a swim school again? No, it was terrible. I got super tanned. <laughs> I was like, I'm like 10 times darker than I am now. I was, and you're pretty dark now. Right. I was dark. <laughs> and I mean, it was fun. It was fine. I mean, it, it paid well I at the you time. I tell me that you uh, signed a non-compete at Barnes & Noble. <laughs> oh, no. They're like, you can't go work for You can't borders. work at Borders, even though it closed down 12 years ago. I think they all did. Yeah, Borders is gone. Barnes and Noble is gone. No, Barnes and Noble is still going. Barnes and Noble is still a thing. Yeah, is there one here in Tucson? There's two. Still open. Still open. Holy shit! I've been looking for like a bookstore to go to. I didn't think there were any. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh okay. 
But the thing that happened to you was, is you started thinking like, this is what I want to be when I grow up. This right. is what I'm going to start working for on your own. Right. But you had something bizarre happen to you where a legit company was like, hey, we have that position. Come do it. Yeah. Well, and I think the interesting thing there, like the distinction is that as much as I was like putting the effort in motion into trying to become a scientist, I like didn't even know what I wanted to research. Like they're like on the applications for graduate programs and stuff like that, they'd be asking, you know, um, uh, what are the burning questions that you're like trying to answer for whatever? And I would like make something up because, and it would always be for like social good or like, you know, something like that. Right. But in reality, that was not something that I was like in my free time, like thinking about or doing. Mm -hmm. And then this is something that I was committing my free time and actually doing stuff with, or like writing stuff and like researching things on my own without being paid for it. And so that was actually something that I wanted to do. So I guess, yeah, I guess that was vision boarding in a sense. I think in, in simpler terms, that's just kind of like coming to terms with the reality of being comfortable with giving myself the time and the space of figuring out what I actually like and what I actually like to do. Right. Which is another thing they don't do in high school. I know. Darn high school. Why did we even go to high school? Why the fuck did we even go to high school? So uh, let me ask you this. Did you ever have a moment of, man, I want to do this for myself versus not wanting to do it for another company? Yeah. So it was kind of, this was a really difficult decision and I'm not even positive that I'm not going to get there. And like the first month then be like, shit. Right. You know, because it wasn't really the idea. It, it was kind of exactly that. It wasn't really the idea that the job sounded bad or like all the perks of the salary or anything like that. That all sounds good. Right. It's the idea that I finally felt like I was on the cusp of something, which doesn't happen very often. Uh-huh. And it's not as though I'm abandoning that. Like I'm probably skill building for that in the future, but it's like, I kind of, I'm going to be losing momentum in a sense. Oh, uh, well, okay. And, and to me it was kind of like, well, I don't know. Do I think that maybe this will like, I'll lose momentum on my own personal side of things or my own personal building. And perhaps this was about to take off in a sense that I could have, not been, you know, working another dumb job just to let, just to pay my bills and all that kind of stuff. Maybe it was about to be something that I could just do on your own. Yeah, exactly. And then I wouldn't have to have all these company bylaws and blah, 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 and work on projects that, you know, maybe I don't really give a shit about or I don't know. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of where I was at. Um, for me, what it came down to was logistically, I was like, well, I'm only 26 at this point in time. So given what I already have and where I'm, even if it slows my momentum currently, I'm, I only see it as like a skill building work now. And, and yeah, I'm still a little sucked up on the titles and the credibility and all that kind of stuff. And I think that this adds to my credibility, um, which maybe is something I need, need not be worried about. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like that's something that'll only advance my position on the other front, even though it'll slow my momentum on my personal work initially. So you still have a goal of working for yourself and doing this for yourself on your own terms? Uh, yes, correct. All right. And so it sounds like this isn't going to slow you down. It's kind of going to propel you into 
a, a better understanding of how a corporate corporation works. Right. Well, that and then also kind of understand how it's like one of those things where um, if you can do it slow, you can do it fast. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And, and that, the only way I know how to apply that is like in martial arts techniques. You know what I mean? But in, in kind of the different sense of the word, it's like I don't know any other like this company in particular is pretty interesting because they are a publicly traded company and they're worth a whole shitload of money. But at the same time, they kind of, or at least I, I don't know, cause I haven't worked day one there yet, uh-huh. but at least they, from what I've seen, their practices sort of seem like they operate as sort of a lean startup. So I'm hoping that it'll give me the experience in both a kind of larger corporate setting, but then also with the ability to modulate and, um, optimize operations as you would in like a smaller stage. Right. 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 And the idea then is to take that, that kind of understanding of how to optimize that smaller scale sort of, uh, operation and then use that to make my own small scale operation. Right. So I don't know, I guess we'll see. But, uh, now we really just have to I guess the next uh, concern or the next item on the docket is how to do long distance podcasting. Yeah. Let's talk about the podcast for a second. Okay. Well, we've been doing this for, this is episode 17. Episode 17. Yeah. With about four or five deleted episodes. Yeah, but that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody needs to hear those. No, nobody's going to hear those. So this is episode, so we have 16 before this. That means three months worth of podcasting. Right. And I feel like three months is a good time frame to kind of just take a step back and evaluate how wait, things have been going. Wait, wait, wait. Wouldn't, wouldn't 12 episodes be three months? No. Because there's Four one... months. I think four months is a good time frame. No. It's been three months. Three months would be 12 episodes. October. What about October? October, November, December. When we started in October? Yeah. But how do we have so many episodes? Because if we do one episode... There's four, week, four weeks in a month. And there's 92 rotations in a game of horse. And then what? there's... <laughs> no. Okay. So we do one episode a week. And then there there's four... six eggs and half a dozen. 13 in a baker's dozen of donuts. There are four episodes per month. If there have been three months, then that's 12 episodes. I don't know how we... That's four. Oh, you know what happened? We um, dumped a bunch in October. Because we were on that roll of recording a lot. Oh. We recorded, you know, we recorded, I think, four episodes, and then we trashed those. And then we recorded, like, two Oh, right. And then okay. I was so so we've made up to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. And then, so by the time the third one came out, it was like three dropped on the same day. Yeah. Something like that. Right. That's right. I remember we didn't, we didn't even start up the podcast until we had three episodes. Right. Yeah. Cause I thought we were going to, we were going to do it one a week. So we were always two ahead, but then we decided to just let them all go. <laughs> yeah. 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 But throw them out there. Yeah. Screw it. Right. That's right. Okay. Okay, so so we've been podcasting for about three months. Yes. Technically longer, but we've been officially live for three months. Right. I feel like three months is a good time frame to kind of 
take a step back and reevaluate how things have been going, see if things need to be changed. Yeah. I don't know if you would agree with that. No, definitely. Definitely. I, I agree. I think uh, on a positive note, I think we've come a long way from the first episode. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it used to be a little bit rockier and a little rougher. Um, I also like you. You have an official. Uh, I have an office space now. You have an office space now. And even though you're moving. Yeah, I know. That's the real bummer. That's the bummer. Did Jaime end up going half in with this? I don't know. I Every time I try to talk to him about it, he gets quiet. But he's been sick this week. so uh, Okay. Anyways, yeah, now you officially He's have really an sad you're leaving. This could have been half of my office. Right, a third of it. A third of it, right. <laughs> I think the thing that was most attractive to Jaime was it was going to be three people sharing a space. Oh, and shit. And he only had to pay a third of it. Oh. Because rent's super cheap here. Yeah. And divide that by three, it's even way cheaper. Yeah, but he doesn't know what kind of wacky shit I'd be doing in here. Eh. He doesn't care. We all do that. Yeah, fair. Be a super weird room. But uh, how do you, okay, so we've come a long way, but, but our process of the podcast in general, what do, you, what do you think, do you think anything needs to be improved upon or? Um, well, I think especially in the future, given that I'm moving, I think we may have to uh, construct podcast ideas a little bit more firmly we talked about this at the beginning right and we never stuck to it right exactly there's an awesome template that i found and it's on the google docs it is on the google docs and i'm pretty sure i shared with you no you definitely did i also i just have two email addresses that i have compiled so much shit into i have five email addresses holy hell i have one for photography one for video uh-huh. one for creative video one for professional video uh-huh. a personal email and then I have a junk email. Okay, I need to get a junk email. So first of all, I think I need to delete my two current email addresses because they're too far infected. Uh, no, there's something called unsubscribe at the bottom of every email list that you sign up for. Mm-hmm. You can unsubscribe to things. Okay, I think I need to start doing that then because uh, I just have too much shit in my inbox so I never am able to like track things. Right. You know what I mean? And they have like search functions, but then I'm still parsing through. Right. You know, a million different things. Anyways, um, yeah, so I think that's something that we, or I maybe, need to get better at doing. It's kind of, I, like, it's it's a duality because I really enjoy kind of the loose, you know, I we went to that podcasting workshop. and Right, at 10 West. Yeah, at 10 West. And everything on that, like, it seemed good and professional, but it also seemed way too rigid. Like, we're going to have specific music breaks for everything, and we're going to have a narrator. Well, no, it, it was more, um, I feel like it was more storytelling as opposed to what we're doing, which is just, like, talking about a couple of topics. Right. And so it, it would be more like a, like a 60-minute special where yeah. someone's, like, telling a story about something. Morally safer. Right. Or Andy Rooney complaining <laughs> All about this and more. paper cups. Yeah. But it was, it's, it was more of a, we're going to talk about feelings today. It's like, how are you feeling, Atish? Yeah, it's like oh, and then Atish told me the story about this one time where he felt really happy, and then we would cut in a story of you telling that. We would cut that story in, and then we would play music <laughs> afterwards so the moment could land. Right. So I feel like that it wasn't rigid. It was just it was more like emotionally driven, not so much. Yeah. Well. Well, and it was also just kind of like driven. yeah, and it was also like there are, um, I don't know. Um, 
Uh, so I, I enjoy our structure. Uh, but I think some of our good episodes we've had are ones where we, not even where we filled out like a template or anything like that, but where we knew the topic we were going with. And then like, I just did like personal research mm-hmm. on that kind of stuff. And I think that's where like a lot of our good, good material came out of. I don't know how you feel about the matter, but you know, right. Um, I would like to have more guests. Okay. I think we have had two, two guests and I think a greater kind of variety, as long as we also clue them in on structure and like what we're talking about. Well, yeah. Well now we're in a different world of, we're all going to be in different rooms. True. How are we going to do that? We'll figure that part out. Well, you have like two recording devices here. Obviously I'm going to have to get my own setup. Mm-hmm. So we could still have like a third person on. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm, I'm, people do it all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think guests are also a popular feature as well. Um, I think we have a decent, 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 I think we have a decent listener um, base. I think one of the things I wanted to integrate at least is like having more feedback involved questions. If anyone has any, so like we could open up. It'd be um, nice to do like a Q and a. Yeah. Um, or even just like if somebody has something like a, a topic that they think. Yeah. Throw it in the suggestion box. Yeah. Throw it in the suggestion box. So I guess maybe we need to do a little bit more of a social media push to kind of get that kind of a, yeah, we need to engage more with our audience because I do it on my personal things, but I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I think if we integrate the the professional account or what would you call that? I don't know. Um, if we bring that in the mix and then kind of sure, I don't know. I definitely need to start plugging uh, the Facebook page and the Twitter. Yeah, we should probably be doing that. We should, I need I've to be been, doing that too. Yeah, all I've been doing is plugging you. Like you know what I mean on uh-huh. all my Instagram posts or on all the other stuff. I just. Like it's like a back and forth, but I never bring in the third party. Right. Which is the us. Which is the us. Yeah, right. exactly. So I think that's something. I don't know. What are your thoughts on the matter? I think we need to figure out how to definitely become more aware on the social medias. We definitely need to get out there more. Yeah. I mean, of course, having, you know, a general goal should always be build a bigger audience, but I feel like we need to kind of narrow down our audience a little bit more, kind of define it a little bit more mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. maybe start driving content towards that. Yeah. And I think that would, um, help things. I, I feel like we talk about a lot of great stuff, but it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Like it doesn't really land with anyone specifically, Yeah, but it could land with a lot of people on a broad sense, but I don't know how to, you know, laser point it to the proper audience. Well, so per that, um, I actually had a good, or I mean, an idea. I'll float it by you right now. Okay. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> the meter's up, the thumb meter's up. Yep. Um, I thought that maybe a good idea is if we have these topics that are about creative ideas or business ideas, how to merge those, those sorts of things. Like, for instance, we had an episode about networking or an episode about, you know, whatever, give or take, things like that. I think maybe it would be beneficial to have a split, like a week A and a week B. And so on week A or week B, we always talk about 
those sorts of things, right? So that way we have two weeks essentially with which we can do our background research and have everything to do with that and um, maybe even have some questions built up, some social media response, whatever. And then on our B week, we have kind of more of a general interest uh, podcast. So that way we're able to kind of offset the two, but then also maximize our amount of time for... Maximize the fun quadrants. Right. <laughs> so we maximize our fun quadrants, but we also maximize our amount of time to be able to like really dig into the things that we want to kind of research and explore. So what you're saying is uh, week A happens. We have an uh, informative podcast right. where we talk about, we give lessons and we talk about, you know, it's very structured and very informative. Right. And then we have a, a B session. I mean, it doesn't have to be robotic, but yeah. It sounds like it's going to be. <laughs> and then we have a, a B podcast, uh, alternate week, where we talk about just whatever. Yeah. Our feelings and what we're uh, doing. Our feelings, what we're doing, how that kind of applies back to the general thing. I mean, yeah. Um, the reason why I wasn't as impressed with Wonder Woman as everyone else was, you know. Uh-huh. Did we talk about that on that one episode? I don't remember. I don't, I, I don't think we did, but I don't think it matters anymore. Right. The hype train's come and gone. I don't think so, man. <laughs> I don't think so. All right. I, I'm, op- I'm open to try that out for a month. Yeah, maybe we try that out for a month. Again, you know, we're, what we're really going to need is we're going to have to make our social media channels available so that we can really get some response from the people that we do because we actually do have a, a strangely dedicated listener base. Yeah. I'm surprised. Um, me too. So uh, uh, you're much appreciated, everyone that's listening. Absolutely. Um, and let us know what you'd like us to try out, or uh, topics you'd like to hear us talk about, or you know, or even just like little little uh, things. If you have any questions, comments. If you have any uh, topics you want us to go over. Um, if you like the idea of you know the format we're going to explore, you know, definitely let us know. If you don't, if you want to keep it classic podcast classic then uh you know let us know that as well yeah i don't know i think the other things that i might want to talk about are like uh our intros and our outro mm-hmm. we might need to refresh those, refresh those a little bit yeah because at the first couple podcasts we didn't even have an intro right or and an outro i think it made us sound a lot more professional once we had an intro and an outro mm-hmm. and uh yeah i like the music though i like the music so we'll keep the music we'll keep the music <laughs> We'll keep the music. Um, but we'll start doing that. Let's say February. February. We'll figure things out for February. Yeah. How far into January are we now? Okay, this one's going... On Monday. Yeah. This one is going to be live on the 8th. Live on the 8th. Yeah. Okay. So that means... Isn't that we're... the day that um, Gabrielle Giffords was shot in the face? <laughs> I don't know. I think so. Yay. Oh, no, no, yeah. I'm gonna cut. Um, I'm gonna cut that out. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> we're gonna cut that for sure. <laughs> no, I won't. I'm gonna keep it in. Oh, great. Um, yeah, I mean, we could restructure the intro outro, re-record something a little bit different. Um, maybe something that I think. I think now that we kind of know the topics you and I are gonna cover, and I think now that we know better, kind of our voice and our you know whatever we can do something that kind of matches that personality a little bit better right yeah awesome sauce man yeah well i mean i've been happy in it for the general part because you know what the the greatest success i think at the tail end of my uh 2017 at least was the fact that we actually continued to do a podcast every single week 
Whereas yeah. there's a lot of stuff that like, you know, has to fall by the wayside or gets shifted here or there, or maybe gets dropped off or whatever, but we've continued to, to do it. And if anything, we've only gotten a little bit more and more steadily, more popular with uh, listeners and yeah. Yeah. It's been a good thing. Right. I mean, we're not talking to nobody. There's people out there listening. Yeah. Somehow. Which is cool. Yeah, that is cool. All right. So, well, here's to prepping for your big move. Yeah. I've got a lot of shit to do. And maybe next week we'll have a guest. Ooh. Yeah. Stay tuned. All right. Thank you for listening to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, share, and leave a rating. We'd really appreciate it. You can find Chris on social media using the handle at Elephant Scout. You can find me with at Atish Mazish. And finally, you can follow the podcast on Twitter with at CSS Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at cscottcreate.com. Thank you so much.